Welcome. Welcome, everyone. Oh, we got Kate. Can you turn the lights on? I didn't turn the lights on. Oops. Wow. I'm tired. There we go. A little look behind the scenes for everybody. Wow. A look behind the curtain of Jack AM. What does it look like before we turn on all the lights here? In my office in the morning at it, 7 a.m. It, it's Kate a.m. It's 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. Kate Well, it's September 18th, 2018 here today. It's Kate a.m. It's Kate a.m. It's Jack a.m. It's another episode of Jack a.m. Thank you all for uh, for being here today. Wow. What a day. What a hey, day. we all watched the, uh, the tickers changed, huh? Hmm. Well, I wonder why the fuck that is. I didn't, like, uh, change it or anything, so I don't know why that is. Okay, whatever. This fucking thing just never works. It's <laughs> Kate A.M. Kate A.M. Oh, this is like, I see what's going on with the uh, the ticker. I'll fix it briefly. What? Wow. We watched, we watched last night. Do you remember, Kate? Do you remember what happened, what we watched? We watched the Emmys? The damn Emmys. We watched the goddamn Emmys. Emmys? What do you make what do you make of that? How did what did you think? I mean, we watched them live here. It was the it was the first annual Jack A Emmys here on Jack AM. And so on the bonus show, we we watched the Emmys live. We watched the red carpet here on Twitch. We watched the rest of the Emmys over there. Wow, what a brutal slog. What a brutal slog, huh? Um, he was, uh, very bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. What the hell? Why do you keep saying, oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm trying to think of something positive to say, but. Yeah, I mean, what, what did you. The carpet wasn't yellow. Yeah. Stars Born wasn't even Nominated. nominated. Which is just wild, right? Hello. You're upset by that. People are watching TV because they want to slurp cam because uh, they want to see stars born. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, the Emmys were just a brutal slog. Awful to watch. Just just awful to watch. Well, and it was like they made a big deal about how they solved diversity. I know. Even they always though, do that. Even though that was a joke, but then, yeah. like, really, really, it wasn't. Yeah, it was really not the, very one of the diverse. Widest, uh, not very diverse. Displays of humanity. Humanity. Hey, well, it was it was such a brutal thing to watch these Emmy Awards. What do you say we watch the monologue again and uh, uh, I'd love and, that. and try to go through it and just well, why don't we just talk through yeah. each of Colin Jost's wonderful jokes in the monologue? And if you want more of this. You can watch last night's stream yeah, on our Patreon. Well, yeah. Patreon.com slash Jack A. Good evening. Hello, everyone. Okay. Welcome to the 70th Primetime Emmy Awards. I'm Colin Jost. I'm Michael Chip. I don't know if the stars were out. I didn't yeah. recognize any of these people last night. You know, right. it is an honor to be here sharing this night with the many, many talented and creative people in Hollywood who haven't been caught yet. That's right. Yikes. That's right. He's a misogynist. Okay. Yeah. Making that joke. People who haven't been caught yet. That's that's from experience. Well, that, that's I'm, that's from a personal. Isn't he famously misogynist? Well, yeah, he's famously like hate like is like not 
Look, I don't know how, like, yes, he sucks. He sucks. He's not nice to women. He doesn't like trans people. Like, uh, there's, like, anti-trans jokes in his stand-up. And, yeah, he's one of these guys that's, like... Uh, cool, so... Glad anyway, Jane said, joke. Jane Ebooks in the chat, I, don't, I didn't see this, but this is so wild that apparently uh, uh, Millie, T Millie Bobby Brown, 14 years old, said she and Drake text all the time, and he gives her advice on boys. Eek! Jake uh, or uh, uh, Drake hangs out with too many uh, young Un girls, underage, underage girls. girls. Yeah. Yikes. Also, that girl that uh, uh, Drake like is on a date with, like he rented out like a whole restaurant or something for some model. And it's like Drake like rents out restaurant for this like 18 year old model for a Yikes. date. They've known each other for two years. Uh oh. They've known each other for two years since she was a child. That's an uh oh. That's a little uh oh. That's an uh oh. This year, this year, the audience is allowed to drink in their seats. Mm -hmm. Hope you're excited about that. Man. Yeah. Colin Jost. He's like, uh, Colin Jost reminds me of like the Universal Studios, like tram ride guy or yeah, something. That's fair. Like he just does not have a lot of uh, charisma going on. Because the one thing Hollywood needs right now is people losing their inhibitions at a work function. <laughs> that, that's what that you hate that joke. Cut to Alec Baldwin, of course. I hate, that joke. That last night. I hate that joke. It's like, OK, well, here's another just larger thing. Like all of these award shows now, like have to make jokes about like the Me Too movement. A little snitty joke. Sure. Whatever, because it's like. Duh, like that's what everyone's thinking. Well, it's you know, Hollywood. I actually think that you should make jokes I know, about I, it. I think but you should, but like here's also coincidentally at the same time, we have only had white guy hosts right, for like sure. the last like three years. I, I also think that you can make jokes about this stuff. You can't. It just has to be like the target has to be right. You and you have to like make the joke funny. Like it, this this well, to me, I'm like, I see Colin Joe say, like, what we really need is people at a work function like losing their inhibitions. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's what uh guys from the Hamptons see me twos as. Yeah. They see it as they yes. lost their inhibitions at a work function it, and can't let that happen clearly again. Clearly the target of the joke is like not making fun of abusers. It's no. making fun of like Well, it's actually excusing, it's excusing abusers. Excusing but whatever. Abusers. We should move on. Oh my God. And it's also just not funny. It sucks. Sorry. It's not a funny guy. I hate that joke. We just want to say a quick hello to the thousands of you here in the audience tonight and to the hundreds watching at home. Uh -huh. <laughs> Hi, okay, Silver that's easy. Lining Senior Center. That's fine. Whatever. You totally know, just my mother's blah, not blah. watching. What? Well, she said she doesn't like watching white awards. And so then this is like a little like personal Jesus anecdote <laughs> from Michael Che, which like that's whatever, true. it's fine. I don't really <laughs> like it. But I also don't people, really care. The only white people that thank Jesus are Republicans. And this is like, by the way, how the Che and Jost like stand up act goes like Jost tells like the most like uh, uh, Harvard student like set up punchline joke that is just disconnected yeah. at all from reality. And then Michael Che like goes on like a little personal rant about his life. The pairing does not work very well. It, it's not a complimentary uh, flavor, is what I would say. Uh, Colin Jost just, like, uh, uh, making the most A student joke that you could make. Uh, and then Michael Che being like, and here's a long story about my real life. Crackheads. So. <laughs> Ugh. I don't know if you know this. The first Emmys were held back in 1949. Things were very different back then. Even Gas though Mike was 17... <laughs> 
even though Michael Che's energy is like so low and he yeah. like is, I'd still like, and I don't like Michael Che, but I'd still rather watch. Well, him Michael Che is a more compelling I'd, performer. I'd rather watch him than Colin, Are you kidding me? Colin Toast. Yes, of course. Colin Toast. Colin Jost is like, I, I, I can't even believe that Colin Jost can make people laugh in the writer's room where everyone is like fake laughing all the time. The hardest you can possibly laugh. Like Colin Jost, uh, uh. Colin Jost, like, I, th this is a black hole to me. It's a vacuum. Uh, um, so it, it is. Mm -hmm. A new home cost $7,000, and we all agreed that Nazis were bad. Uh, hey, didn't you guys host with Donald Trump not too long ago? Yeah. You guys, uh. In fact, actually, Colin, you're like this. Our network, NBC. What a brave, what a brave political statement, by the way. Like what? the most, I mean, just to say, we thought Nazis were bad back then. Like, whatever. That says, uh, I mean, these guys don't like to touch politics because. They clearly don't. Well, because Jost is a conservative, I think. Oh, you think he's a I think Jost Trump? is like a little, like, not a Trumpy guy. I think he's like a never Trump guy. Like, I think he's like one of these Hamptons guys like that's Jeb like, Bush. well, of course I do believe, you know, uh, uh, in read in, you know, in, uh, um, uh, uh, removing regulations, but uh, you know all of this racism stuff. Uh, it's not he really has my kind of thing. the most nominations of any broadcast network. That's right. Which yeah. Great. That's great. Yeah. Which is kind of like being the sexiest person on life support. <laughs> it's it's not great. These so jokes are famous. like. I what was don't that they joke? have like uh, what was that they, joke? I'm sure that uh, it was like Netflix has the most nominations, which is like being the sexiest you know patient on life support. <laughs> I mean, it's like they have like 30 writers or something on this. Like every single SNL writer wrote for this. These two guys are head writers. Their jobs are to write and pick jokes. Like that's the whole thing. They're supposed to be the best in the world at writing and picking jokes because they're the well, weekend update guys on SNL, okay, the show. Fair, fair. But and these are the ones they picked and delivered. Yeah, okay. That's all. That's all. Great, that's all. Uh, great for you guys. No. Netflix, of course, has the most nominations tonight. That's right. That's right. It's like it's like it's like Lauren told them earlier today they have to host the Emmys and they don't want to do it. It's like it's like Lauren told them like you two have detention. You're going to be hosting the Emmys tonight. Start writing your jokes now. Right, and if you're a network executive, you can't that's leave the, the basement of the school can... cafeteria until you <laughs> until you've written your Emmy jokes and perform it uh, before. America, you cannot leave the lunchroom. Claire here. says, "I do actually think they hate." Each I do other. too. I do too. I, I, they don't do not. Are you have kidding chemistry. me? Are I you kidding me? Of that. course they hate each other. They look like, like they hate each other. First of all, I don't think Colin Jost. This might be the first black person Colin Jost ever met. Actually, <laughs> it might be the first black person Colin Jost has ever spoken to. So. My Lauren sounds like Dr. Evil. That's because Dr. Evil sounds like Lauren. Isn't Except Dr. Me. Evil like famously based on Lauren? Right. Maybe Sir Ronan Farrow is on line one. That's another. You don't want that that's call. That's another clearly. This is my biggest fear as someone who could yeah, exactly. potentially it's abuse It's again someone. from the perspective of someone who has abused someone. It's like you don't want to get that call from Ronan Farrow. I'm like, I don't know if I got called by Ronan Farrow. My first I, thought would I'd be, be like, whoa, like, crazy, like Ronan Farrow's on the phone to begin with. My first thought would be like, who do I know that got yeah. abused? Not, who, not like, oh, me. fuck, I got to leave the country. 
which woman could it be? Like a, an image, like a montage of the horrendous things I've done, like go through my brain. I hate that joke. Uh, oh. That joke is a montage of horrendous things you've done. <laughs> it's you very sure, revealing. Right? Them, yeah, for sure. Blackish is nominated. That's right. Blackish is also how I've been asked to behave tonight. So the most obvious joke on the planet, but that's fine. Whatever. We all got to do the most obvious jokes of all time. What is nominated? Oh, whatever. That's right. This is us. Milo is here. He plays Jack on the show. The next season of This Is Us will explore Jack's experiences in Vietnam. Uh, this was in response to viewers who wrote in and said, sadder, please. <laughs> Man, these jokes are That's fucking awful. Like, I swear to God, like, I wrote for the Emmys a couple of years ago, and it's like they might just be using the same list of jokes like we did then. It's like you, when you write for the Emmys, you watch these shows. Nobody fucking watches any of these shows, right? So you just look up on Wikipedia, like, what's the, like, thing people think about these shows or whatever? So this is just, like, SNL writers, like, looking up what the next season's going to be, and then they're like, I guess it's sad, so, I don't know, make it sadder. Anyway, Colin Jost and Michael Che probably had a list of uh, around 1,000 jokes to pick from, and uh, that one made the oh, cut. Oh, this is interesting, Jack. What's that? In the chat, uh, don't not... Don Knotts thought says, as an NBC Universal employee, they are pushing Che and Joe's to basically be the spokespeople uh -huh. for the entire company. Well, we love NBC, don't we? It's like it's the big NBC family. You've got Andy Lack. You've got uh, uh, Lauren Michaels. Like, you wonder why these guys are not that hard on uh, abusers. Uh, uh, and speaking well, of sad, The Handmaid's Tale is nominated. That's right. Yes, the best drama. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen it, but The Handmaid's Tale takes place in an imaginary future where an entire group of people are violently forced uh -huh. to work and make babies against their will. Right. It's what black people call history. Isn't that like kind of what the point of Handmaid's Tale is a little bit? Like a little bit? Isn't it like kind of like uh, applying like the horrendous things? Of, anyway, of I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, Not slavery necessarily A to it's, A, it's but I am women. like, it That's is about it like a, you know. I, I don't have a problem with that joke. It's a whatever joke. I think it was a fine Roots joke. with bonnets. That's, That's right. what it is. Roots with bonnets. Uh, roots there were with bonnets. Dramatic rescues for TV shows this summer. Mm. Well, Brooklyn roots with bonnets. I think is off the cuff. Picked up by NBC. How wonderful! Jesus. Last Man Standing was canceled by ABC and then picked up by Fox. That's right. I, I'm like getting mad. I don't want to watch this and anymore. We're done with it. Okay. I can't do it. Wow. I can't watch Jack. a single second more. Okay. Well, I. It's too much. On this note, I have something I would love to talk about. What? Uh, Okay, you do your can I, thing Can first. I really quickly? Yeah. So just, you know, uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff in there, you know, about, like, uh, how, like, when it comes to, like, sex criminals and shit like that, like, it's always, uh, uh, oh, my God, everyone's, like, put it back on. Okay, fine, we will, and Karen then we're going to watch more stuff after. Roseanne was canceled by herself. Roseanne was canceled by herself. By white nationalists. Oh. <laughs> Aw. What's that joke? Oh, he likes Roseanne. That's what it is, right? Is that why he said? Yeah, he does. He does like Roseanne. Actually, moving to Israel. Wow. I mean, damn. How messed up is your life when you have to go to the Middle East just to get peace? Did you guys catch the the woo for Israel in there? It's hard to hear, but if you listen. To go to the Middle East just to get peace. Let me just go back here. She's had a rough year. Yeah. No, that's tough. You know, I heard Roseanne is actually moving to Israel. Wow. I mean, damn. How messed up is your life? Hear that? Woo! 
There's like a woo. One person was like, maybe they're from maybe Israel. Maybe it's Haim Saban. Maybe Haim Saban is out there. Who's Haim Saban? He made uh, he like produced the Power Rangers and is like a mega fucked up Israeli donor for all sorts of shady shit. Well, maybe it's Haim. Okay. Okay. She, she's woo. had a rough year. Yeah, yeah. no, that's tough. You know, I heard Roseanne is actually moving to Israel. Wow. I mean, Here we go. damn. How messed up is your life when you have woo. to go to the Middle East? Oh yeah, East maybe it is. Just to get maybe it is a woo. It's good she's leaving. It is weird to not mention Palestinians or have any kind of take on Israel. It's just like, wow, Israel's a fucked up place. Are you kidding me? Do you think these guys are going to have a take on Israel? No, no, no. You know how great an actress you have to be to get. You know what? You know what Colin Jost thinks about Israel? He's like, we got to get a wall like that in the Hamptons. That'd be nice. We we should get one of those set up over there in the Hammies. Nominated for Roseanne now. The hammies? That's like nominating a cop for a BET award. It doesn't happen. It would it'd be weird. There's Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen's like, I do and, not uh, want to be reacting to this show. Television obviously has more than ever before. This year, Netflix will spend $8 billion on programming. Wow. They now have 700 original series, which makes me realize... It just makes me realize that the show I pitched them must have really sucked. That's like I am pro- sure that's that it did. Probably real. I am certain. I am certain that it did. I mean, Colin, they let you make fucking Staten Island summer. Like this was, you know, this must have been a real, real, real stinker. That must have been a real stinker. Yes, it did. I mean, it's like being turned down for a CVS rewards card. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> also, while you guys are here, <laughs> how is Netflix getting all that? No, I think Benioff and Weiss are doing the Star Wars instead of and the Confederacy show. I think, I think they're doing both. I think. Uh, Get yourself a pair of showrunners who can do it, both. It looks like Colin Joseph is trying to muffle a smile. Money. Like he really like liked that do- CVS rewards yeah, he's card like, joke. <laughs> <laughs> he's going like this. He's going like this. <laughs> oh. Mother goes to CVS in the hammies. Why do you call it? a month and everyone <laughs> is sharing the same account. <laughs> Netflix is like that Instagram model that's always in Dubai. And you're like, yeah, but what did you really do? <laughs> yeah. That's like, uh, well, whatever. Who you, we should go that's through his easy. Instagram likes. I bet he only follows, <laughs> <laughs> I bet he only follows Insta thoughts, yeah. which is great. I, I'm pro Insta thoughts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like <laughs> maybe, maybe they're sex workers, Michael. Like, maybe that is that what the joke is, kind of? Is, is that what the joke was supposed to be there? Oh, is that? Like, you follow I, these what, Insta models, and they're in Dubai, and you're like, what do they really do? It's like, perhaps sex work. That's in over my know. head. That's over my head. The Obamas now deal. even have their own production deal at Netflix. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. Oh, this is the neoliberal dream. This is not a joke. This next one is not a joke. This is the dream of neoliberals, and I've heard them say it. I've heard people say this, like, without irony, this next joke. The dream is that the only thing they produce is their own version of The Apprentice. <laughs> That'd be nice. And it gets way higher ratings. Ha <laughs> <laughs> couldn't even get through that without laughing. You know what's so funny? You know what's so funny, Colin? It's, it's the people that work at the network that you work at and they want you to be the face of that created him. Isn't that kind of cool? Created Donald Trump? Uh, uh, the Apprentice show he's referencing there and saying that he hopes that the Obamas get a better, higher ratings, it's like... It's so funny how it's like the network that he cre- that he works for uh, uh, still and the people that, that still work there uh, created Donald Trump. 
Isn't is, that cool? You see the movie Don't, Sorry to Bother You? Yeah. You know how he does like a white voice? Yeah. Is that Colin Jost's <laughs> voice? No, it's Patton Oswalt, unfortunately. Oh, it is? Yeah, it is. Oh, that's <laughs> great, actually. I love that. <laughs> Why does Colin Jost do comedy? That's a good question. Um, I think it's because he went, like, I, I think it's because he went to Harvard. And He's was the like, funniest guy on his like, lacrosse team. He just shuffled out into, it was like he was going to be, like, a senator or, like, head right SNL. Like, he probably did the lampoon, right? Yeah, he's a rich kid. Yeah, of course. Things are getting better, but as we all know, TV has always had a diversity problem, you know? I mean, can you believe they did 15 seasons oh, of doctors, ER of course. without one Filipino nurse? That's crazy. That's just crazy. Have you been to a hospital? That's crazy. Okay. Oh, there it is, everyone. Like Claire Downs broke the news. We all knew it was coming. We were waiting for this to arrive, but it's official. The Emmys were once again the lowest rated ever, of course. I think that's the lowest ever, rated everyone Emmys. Everyone was watching our Patreon stream. <laughs> you know what I actually think it is? Like, you know, that is a good, I think that's possibly true. But what <laughs> I actually think it is, you know, with all these award shows tanking every year, I think it's because they're fucking horrible. Uh, the things they're awarding are things that no one watches or likes. Um, and, and they're just a, 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 a nightmarish thing to put yourself through. So I, I think that's why they, they do pretty bad. Cheers. I mean, cheers. I love cheers. But you're telling me they made a show about an all-white sports bar in 1980s God. Boston, and not one black dude walked in, saw everybody, then walked right back out immediately? Oh. I would have. I would have. I would have certainly. Mm -hmm. There's even more Awful. diversity coming to TV. There's a Latino Magnum P.I. Uh, there's going to be a black Samantha and a reboot of Bewitched. But it's going to get balanced out. It's going to get balanced out by an all-white reboot of Atlanta. Oh, boy. Called 15 Miles Outside of Atlanta. Huge laughs. Do they usually do, like, weekend update, like, uh, graphics? Cutaway things? I mean, first of all, to do it just for this, like, it's like, it's not that good. This is the one thing Bad that needs joke. a graphic. And it Bad focuses. joke. I do, I do like how uproarious... The laughter was from all the white people in the room and uh, uh, the star of Atlanta. Who, by the way, planned? they were they were shot out. They were shut out entirely. Didn't yeah, seem to they like got the joke. robbed. It focuses on white women who call the police on the cast of Atlanta. Wow. Well, it's I bet not that's perfect. happened to them. Yeah, it's not world perfect, is not perfect, has... says Michael Che. Michael Che standing on a national stage uh, uh, in front of, you know, every in front of the entire world. To say, the world's not perfect. That's the most you can say. Um, All right, we got to take the dog for a walk years, in a minute that's here. What you're trying to say, right, that's Colin? right. Yes. That's right. And with the amazing contributions from everyone in this room tonight, I think we can keep television going for another five, six years tops. Wow. wow. And I wonder why. I wonder why TV is on its uh, last legs. Could it be because uh, uh, the people that make the TV shows are doing an absolutely dog shit job? Could it be that the people that run the TV shows are 73-year-old men and they just pick, like, whatever, like, white, cornbread, Harvard graduate they can, like, find to run the show for them and they don't have any taste at all? That could be part of why. Anyways, everybody, we have to take a quick break. We're going to take the dog for a walk, and we'll be right back. We have a lot more. Uh, we have got, you know, the fucking thing that Stormy Daniels said that Trump's dick looks like. I got some stuff on Michael Avenatti. I uh, got um, uh, more stuff on the Emmys. We will be back. What do you got? More Emmys. What do you got? Uh... Donald Glover and Whiteface. Donald Glover and Whiteface. We got a lot of shit. We will be back shortly.
Welcome back, everyone. Sorry. Sorry that was so long. But, uh, hey, the dog's got to go when the dog's got to go. So that's life. And the dog had to go. I have a theory. I have a theory on why uh, Michael Che and Colin Jost got like do such a light touch on all the uh, sex creeps in Hollywood. Why? Um, well, it's because of who their boss is. Their boss, the little weird New York guy. New York, 73-year-old. Mr. Michaels, great show today. I was watching the show. I was surprised you didn't do Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> it's a New York thing. <laughs> it's a New York thing. <laughs> it's a New a York one. thing. All right, Mr. Michael. It's a New York thing. By that, like, there's a lot. There's a lot going on with that. There's a lot going on with that. It's a New York thing. It's a New York thing. What he's saying by that is, like, Harvey's part of a class of people uh, uh, that I, you know, associate with and know and have respect for. So I don't want to talk about it. it. It's a New York thing. Another way to phrase that. Do Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> it's a New York thing. There he is, the uh, 73-year-old man who's running uh, uh, the flagship comedy show. You know, I think that maybe SNL would be better if it was run by someone who was born after World War II. I think that might be nice, is that maybe maybe we could have, like, a slightly better and more modern uh, uh, comedy show. I mean, I could take it as that, but I don't take it as that. I don't take it as that. I don't take it as that. I mean, I could take it as that. That's fine. What, what Jimmy Petro in the chat said, could take it as only people in New York City care about that. I don't take it that way, but it's possible you could. And even that is, like, still just an excuse. That's, like, just an excuse for him to not do material on one of his, like, hotshot Hollywood buddies. But <clears throat> anyway, Lauren is not funny. Lauren is not a funny guy. Like, he's just a weird little guy who, like, runs a, a an empire up there. And, you know... We were just talking about Colin Jost. It's like, like, Lorne is 73 years old. Like, he must not have, like, his full faculties, you know, around him at any given time. And so it's like, the reason why Colin Jost is getting pushed up is because, like, Lorne, this, like, confused older man, just, like, is doing what he remembers works before. He's like, you just get someone from Harvard, right? You'll just get something, someone from Harvard. Anyway, Lorne sucks. Lorne stinks. And also, like, is friends with, like, Donald Trump and shit. Like, that's why, like, Donald Trump hosted the show is because, like, he and Lauren are, like, buddies with each other. Yeah. They all went to upfronts and shit. Him, Jeff Zucker, Trump, Mark Burnett. Mark Burnett, by the way, it looks like Ronan maybe has the tapes, Kate. We talked about that on the bonus yes, show. But yeah. there's a raw story uh, uh, about Ronan Farrow has got the tapes, apparently. Uh, uh. Let, let me pull this up what really is quickly. Raw story. Raw story. It's just one of these ones. It's not like I don't think it's like bad. Maybe it, can someone in the chat tell me if I'm wrong, if like raw story is like a bad, terrible site. I've seen like stuff on there that I think is right. I guess he make SNL is what people are saying. Oh, Lord. The institution of SNL. Hey, one of our he make one of our country's great institutions, the, the super shitty show. That's lazy and bad and is never funny and everyone always thinks it sucks. Hey, I, I would still write for SNL. Anyway, Brendan says Raw Story's pretty good. 
I, I, I'm with Brendan on this. Brendan's a smart guy. He knows that kind of stuff. Ronan Farrow apparently has possession of the Donald Trump tapes from uh, uh, from when he started on NBC's, NBC's The Apprentice. Uh, the tapes reportedly document Trump using the N-word and calling his son Eric an R-word. Uh, uh, con- uh, that's why Tom Arnold confronted Mark Burnett, saying Farrow had the tapes, and then they scuffled over each other. You know, you know that Mark Burnett is like a weird, like, conservative guy? Like, he's one of these, like, Australian conservative, like, Jesus guys, Mark Burnett. Oh, like Hillsong? I don't know whose Hillsong is. Hillsong is like the hipster church that Justin Bieber goes to. Right. But in Australia, it's like a mega church. Oh. It's like a corporate church. No, I think I think that Burnett is like probably more of like a Murdoch or something like that. Just oh. like one of these weird or weird older guys. Yeah, his wife is super Christian. Anyway, Mark Burnett, it it seems to me, and I, I'm just going to throw it out here. Uh, uh, yes, it's it's. Pretty funny if the tape shows Trump calling Eric the R word. You know, if Mark Burnett had the tapes, if Mark Burnett had the tapes and you could really make the argument that uh, that Mark Burnett like is responsible for all of this. Like if Mark Burnett had access to these tapes and didn't release them because I don't know, perhaps he was in the room when it happened or something like that. Yeah. Like why would why would they be under such lock and key if it weren't for uh, uh, Mark Burnett wanting to cover them up? And then yeah, you could really make the argument that Mark Burnett, the the host or the uh, creator of fucking Big Brother, is it Big Brother that he created? Uh, Survivor. Survivor, the creator of Survivor and fucking The Apprentice, uh, is responsible for all this. Anyway, it would be an in, it would maybe I, I mentioned this on Twitter. Hypothetically, that would be a good reason uh, to take him out of his house and beat him up in the street. Hypothetically. In other countries, they would do that. In uh, France. In France, you would pull him out. Hypothetically. No one, I'm not saying anyone should do that. I'm just saying in France, it's possible that if this came out about Mark Burnett, they would pull him out of the house and uh, uh, beat the shit out of him in the street. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay. It. This is a good map, actually. Okay. Can we look at some other stuff? Let's look at this. Uh, uh, okay, I, I want to talk quickly while we're still on the Emmys, while we're still on the Emmys here, uh, um, while we're still on the Emmys, I wanted to talk about James Corden swinging a miss. Did you see that part? No. So the Emmys, like, had almost all, had gone to all white people at this point in the show. I think, like, maybe at the end, like, there were a couple, you know, what was it? Like, a few, like, Tammy non-white Newton people won. won. Yes. Uh, 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 by the end, a few non-white people won. But right after Betty White went up, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, James Corden went after and like thought he'd make a joke where he's like, can we get it trending? Emmy so white. And the joke was, you know, that it was Betty White was up there or whatever. But Ooh. the issue is the it issue was is this. so white, though. The Emmys are so white, whatever. I think the issue is this with James Corden. I think that James Corden has not earned his little stinker status. That's what I believe. I think that the other talk show hosts, <laughs> the other talk show hosts can kind of get up there. I don't like Fallon that much, but and I don't like Seth that much. But these are people we've like known and seen for many, many years on oh, television. Okay. And so we like accept that these are our little stinkers. They kind of get up there and get to make little shitty, like shitty kind of jokes. Like I think even like Kimmel has like he's allowed to like poke a, a little, little and be a little stinker kind of i do not think james corden has earned his little stinker so he reputation hasn't gotten his LSS. and i don't think people 
I don't think people little like are willing status. to laugh at him. They're not willing to laugh when he makes little stinker jokes because he's just some fucking guy. Like two years ago, this guy wasn't on television. They just tell us that he's like a comedian now. This guy is not anything like he doesn't <laughs> earn it. He did not earn his little stinker status. Is what I think. And so I couldn't pull I didn't pull the clip of uh, him making the Oscar the Emmy so white joke last night because oddly that's not one of the clips that the Academy pulled and had on their uh, YouTube channel strangely enough um, but I did want to look at another video that I think is a good example of number one the same kind of bad jokes that uh, uh, that uh, Che and Jost were making in the monologue but also another example of uh, uh, Corden taking a big swing and missing because he has not earned his little stinker status. LSS. Right here in LA, it's so beautiful. Harvey Weinstein has already asked tonight up to his... So this is like from the AMFAR. This is from like last year. He did okay. like an AIDS benefit or something. Um, is this in con? I don't know. Right here in LA, it's so beautiful. Harvey Weinstein has already asked tonight up to his hotel to give him a massage. Not really. No one really likes it that much. I don't know whether that groan was that you like that joke or you don't like that joke. If you don't like that joke, you should probably leave now. So I just feel like it's like other people like I'm not saying that that joke would land if anybody did it. I don't think that joke right. would land because it's just a badly written joke. It's not a funny joke that much. But I do think that people are more forgiving of our little stinkers that we know and love. Uh. And I think like James Corden, he's just like some guy. Some guy is up there, and every, and he and even when he did that thing, when he's like, don't like you know, uh, uh, like well, if you don't like that, you better leave the room because there's more where that came from. It's like from who? Like what do you like from you? Some guy? Well, also like he's not like a comedian. His sense of humor isn't Eliza's a good person. Isn't really. Um ls humor yes well i mean but it's weird yeah because he is this kind of like friendly guy who just wants to do bits like you know like like what the fuck is that robert I Mueller mean, bit oh my uh, god uh, jimmy fallon barely is a little stinker but he is a little stinker well i mean but i think that like but jimmy fallon wouldn't do jokes like this he's like just right. wants to be too friendly right I like think he's he's doing jokes that like are written for like i think you're right like kimmel or something well i mean yeah it's like these kind of or well that and that even, is the bigger problem that we're running into in the chat Cole here Bear. is that he just doesn't exactly colbert has earned his little stinker status LSS. like this is somebody that we know like has earned the right to be kind of shitty. You know what I mean? Some, I even think like I hate Ricky Gervais, but Ricky Gervais had earned his little stinker status oh, he at, was born at in Golden Globes. A, he was also born a little stinker. I don't think so. I think he earned it through like, you know, the office and everything like that. He's mega annoying and I think he sucks, but the crowd reacts. But I think the crowd stinker. I think the little stinker status is evidenced mostly through the in room crowd reaction. That's what I think. I think that it's, that, you know, these jokes can play or not play. But I think that within the Hollywood community, James Corden has not been accepted as a little stinker who can say whatever he wants. I think you're right. But I th he's kind of. Conan has it for sure. He's kind of. Oh, yeah. Conan. Conan has it. Absolutely. Conan has it. Letterman has little stinker status. He can get up there and say whatever he wants and yeah. people will like him. Uh, also, like, I just think he has not historically had a bite to his sense of humor. But Gordon? Then, yeah, and then he's going up there and being like, get used to it. It's me. The I guy know, exactly. With, the guy that does biting humor. You know, like, the carpool... Uh, well, true? if you don't like it, you might want to leave the room. The carpool karaoke guy's up here. So, you know, you got expect what you get. 
you got expected that you're gonna get some mean jokes. I mean, I guess like maybe that is his sense of humor on the show. I don't really watch. Uh... Norm has little stinker status. However, he does not have little stinker status in interviews. In written interviews where he is being earnest and being himself, he has no little stinker status. Jack has. I am Jack working as LSS. I have a little. I Rocco says I have junior little stinker status. I think you're. I think it's you're full blown. It's hugely cultivated. Of course, I like. I want to have little stinker status. That's what we all dream of as comedians. But Gordon thinks he has it just because he's surrounded by like five British guys who tell him he has it. But he does not have little stinker status. It has been weird this week, though, hasn't it? Watching Harvey Weinstein in hot water. Ask any of the women who watched him take a bath. It's weird watching Harvey Weinstein in hot water. Harvey yeah. Weinstein wanted to come tonight, but... Uh, hey, he's uh, also just... Rocco is saying this in the chat. He's just making rape jokes. We like, are... We this are, is yes, not, like, funny. That like, is true. It is, like... He is just, like, making everyone, like, picture, like... Rape. Yeah. It's bad. Oh, man. Yeah, the... Look, of course... Yes, the YouTube's red carpet. Look, I like Norm just has bad politics and I don't think is like the most bright person in the world. But he has done shit that makes me funniest. And I think it's like funny as fuck. But he's just older. He's like older and not and doesn't think that well. And again, we talked about this before. I think he's a reactionary. I think he's like surrounded by people in Los Angeles and he simply reacts to them. And, you know, with with a vacuum of other in, of input, he's like, I react to how annoying liberals are to me. Anyway. You know, R. Crumb. What am I going to talk about R. Crumb? What happened with R. Crumb? I don't really know, actually. I love R. Crumb. R. Crumb rules. But is he a little stinker? Is that what we're talking about? R. Crumb? He, he's a... Uh... I mean, yeah. I mean, R. Crumb rules. I don't know what happened. I Some don't know. people are saying R. Crumb is a... Uh... Like a fucked up guy? Kind of like misogynistic. Oh, well, I mean, I. what do you want me to say? Uh, uh, that's really? At the Ignatz Award? R. Crumb got... I, I feel like I don't know enough to, like, get... What the hell? I, I, I don't really know what the controversy is about with uh, with Robert Crumb because I don't know, like... Well, R. Crumb is... This is too much for me to handle. I mean, I don't know. I think R. Crumb stuff was kind of, like, subversive. Is he, like, um, dead? <laughs> I he think alive? he is dead, actually. What am I... Jesus, like, this is no good. You know what? This is not on the... No, he's old. He's alive. 75 years old. 75 years old. I don't... Is he a misogynist? I, I mean, I think he's like a... I don't know. I have to... Wait, we would have to get to it. it. He not, wrote fucked up stuff. He wrote fucked up stuff. Absolutely. R. It might Crumb. not be your... But it's like in the world of satire and in the world of like subversion and stuff. I don't know. Maybe I, don't know. I should... It may not oh, God. be your... Our, Robert Crumb has a podcast. Okay. Let's be... I don't even want to hear about what's going on with Robert Crumb. I should never know Jack, what any comic artist is doing. Don't bury yourself in the head in the sand here. Oh, I don't want to know what's going Jack, on with Robert sometimes Crumb. Sometimes people you like are going to turn out to be misogynist. Yeah, but there's okay, Robert Crumb. We'll we'll have to look at this. It's not your time. Uh, decision to make. Well, what then? What's going on with Robert Crumb? What do I know? It's if, not my decision to make, but I don't know. They just listen in a room in France and listen to jazz records. That sounds fine to me. Well, All right. Let's. I, I'm not going to get into Maybe R. Crumb is a misogynist. Oh, Jesus Christ. R. Crumb is a sexual predator. Robert Crumb. Okay. I'm going to have to look into this another time. I, you know what? We have to separate the art. You know what? Let's just move on. I don't know. I don't know about this Robert Crumb thing. I got to. I got to. Okay. Let's. I'm not going to. The documentary is very good. 
the documentary is very good with a, a Robert Crumb and his brother and everything. It's a great little uh, 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 documentary. Hey, you know what I was reminded of uh, uh, from uh, Colin Jost and Michael Che's uh, 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 Emmys monologue is uh, this. I was reminded of Ari Flesher's tweet, or not tweet, his uh, what he said on Fox News, where he was like, should committing sexual assault in high school deny us chances later in life? And now you'll look at the phrasing of that where he says us. He says deny Yikes. us chances later in life. And, um, well. Yes. That is a little bit the tone of the Che and Jost jokes yes. about me, too. It is us. It's us. I'm reminded that it's about us. Yikes. It's us. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be anywhere near you guys. Yeah. Anyway, hey, wait us. for me. Us. Um, there was a wild one. Did you see what Megan McArdle? Megan McArdle is just like one of the absolute fucking who worst. Who is that pundits. guy? Ari Fleischer. Right? Ari Fleischer was uh uh he was George W. Bush's like press secretary. So like right. he's another one of these fucking Stay just the absolute me, worst. Like and you know they are also of course like uh uh you know it's like uh, um. They uh, he, of course, was like a resistance hero because occasionally he'll be like, I can't I can't abide by this president or whatever. Uh, um, I just really want to find this one from Megan McArdle, because this person is uh, uh, really uh, an interesting character. Uh, let's see. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, he's the guy who used to lie for George W. Bush. The other one, you know, not uh, uh, not David from, but uh, uh, another of the ones uh, uh Guys who used to lie for George W. Bush. We all thought that was okay. Like, you know, now we all think that was okay. Back then, you know, everyone hated the uh, the Iraq war and stuff like that. Like, you know, all your sort of like Hollywood liberals and progressives, they all hated the Iraq war. And with good reason. It was a, an awful illegal war. But uh, now that Trump's president, um, we can put that all behind us. The Iraq war was fine and all the people who did it are fine. Uh, so long as they stand up against the cuss president. Here's a good one. I would be cool with a teen murderer getting a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court. So you know that this is the thing with conservatives. This is the thing with conservatives uh, uh, and like the allegations against Kavanaugh is that now it's not whether or not it happened. And a lot are just straight up saying it didn't happen. And Kavanaugh is like, I wasn't at that party. Which, by the way, how strange is it to like remember which specific parties you went to when you were in a, a, a prep school as a young man, like to say like I Yikes. didn't do that, but to say I specifically remember not being at that specific party is bullshit. Um, yeah, anyway, Megan McArdle said in because you know they, she was basically saying like so should we hold people accountable for things that they did as a minor or whatever? And someone's like you'd be cool with a teen rapist getting a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court. And she says, I would be cool with a teen murderer getting what? a lifetime appointment at the Supreme Court. I mean, the I think there's a good reason we expunge. Are you out of your fucking mind? The hoops these people have to jump you through. You would be cool with a teen murderer. Teen murderer. You would you would be cool with a teen murderer oh my being God. on the Supreme Court forever. They murdered someone as a teen. Well, not, you know, Kavanaugh didn't do that, but this is her also, it's like doubling it's, down. It's blindly ignorant because almost always those teens get tried as an uh, as yeah. adults. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, you know, murderer. So silly. So ridiculous. You want a murderer deciding like I'm... Supreme Court level cases. As a teen murderer, I think abortion is murder. 
my I'm God. as someone who murdered a, a human as a teenager. I myself oh have my taken God. life from an underage person. And so, you know, I am uniquely qualified as someone who Dear strips God. the life away from 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 a child to know that this also is stripping the life from a child. I'm depressed. Anyway. Okay, what the hell else do we got here? Oh, let's watch this. These were really, we really to funny. Take a quick break to check in with our Emmy experts, Fred and Maya, and see if they could answer some questions for us. Let's see if this is a. So it's funny. It's like they are kind of like as the bit as acting exasperated, but that is also how everyone in America feels too. I'm just joking. Not anyone watched this. Hey guys, are are you ready to give us some Emmy facts? Uh, yeah. Shoot. Great. Well, I've always. I love it when they like. You know, it's so good when I see the SNL people do stuff at the Emmys because it's so fun how they like know each other, right? Isn't that fun when they show how the people on SNL like know each other and are friends? Yes. Wondered about the Emmy statue itself. Can you tell us something about its history? Oh, of course. Um, well, let's see. It's about this big. Hey, how long do people get to go on being beloved uncritically? Uh, um, you know, if they just do lazy dog shit like this every time they go on television. Well, well actually, there's there's an Emmy right next to you guys. Oh, this. Oh, this one. Yeah. Oh. Oh yes. Well, we knew that. Uh, here <laughs> she is. Yeah. The classic. The original Golden Girl. That's right. And it's got a top mm -hmm. and it's got a bottom. Yep. And that's the history. You good? Oh. That's working. That is just working. All right, well, let's try a different question. Why? <laughs> yeah, Armisen, I guess, is a fucked up guy. He's one of these guys, he's, he's one of these guys, I think, uh, uh, that, like, just doesn't see people that aren't of the same class as him as, like, human. And so I think that that, like, leads to some weird shit that he's done in dating. I mean, I don't know. I don't, like, know Fred. I don't even, like, you know, I don't, I've read the article, Elizabeth same as everybody. Elizabeth Moss said he was, like, horrible to her. Yeah, he's a fucked up guy. From my understanding. Let's watch their trailer for their for another one of these like drama shows about like uh, uh, starring comedians this is a prime original called Forever. Allegedly, Fred's a bad guy. Allegedly. Wow. Wow, from the co-creator of Master of None comes another, like, unfunny show. Wow. This just, this trailer really shows me how it's, like, funny. It's, it appears like this show is, like, really funny to me. Uh... Ha ha ha. Wow. Yellow. I, I love the funny Jack show. Jack cares so much if shows are funny. I don't care so much if they're funny. I mean, it's just like, you know, when all these comedy people choose to do anything but comedy forever, uh, more post-comedy we get to see. Wow. Well, this looks like a really smart meditation. It's kind of artsy. Yeah, it, it looks like shit to me. It truly looks like shit. It looks fine to me. Here, how we saw all those butterflies. Oh, yeah, that was really cool. Where do you think they were all going? Probably the Grand Canyon. That's kind of funny. No, it's not. I I could fly. Mm. It's kind of like oh, cool. So they're kind of just doing their like, 
it's cool. Like I actually like it because they're kind of just doing like the same kind of like improv shtick that they were doing on the Emmys. Like I guess you're just right. because they think like because everyone tells them, you know, everyone because they work on SNL tells them like you guys are the funniest pair of all time. Anything you do is funny. Just hearing you guys talk is so funny. Uh-huh. And just imagine, you know, what's so funny. Uh, um, I always think about this. Whenever you watch a clip like that, when you watch a clip, and let's, in fact, we'll just Claire, play it, it again. Claire, it does look like Big Little Lies. I think it's a comedy Big Little Lies. Maybe. Let's watch it again here. Saw all those butterflies. Oh, yeah, that was really cool. Where do you think they were all going? Probably the Grand Canyon. That's where I would go if I could fly. Hmm. So the funny thing about that is every time something like that happens in a comedy, yeah, you can imagine every single person that's above the line on set, that means not a crew member, uh-huh. they're all sitting in a video village like, <laughs> like trying their hardest not to laugh. And as soon as the cut gets called, everyone's like, <laughs> oh my God, oh my- yes, butterflies, oh my God. Butterflies? That was so funny. <laughs> like, I swear, just know, because I've been on these things. I've been on these things. Everyone's at the video village like. <laughs> I would hate to have Jack on set because he would just be like this the whole time. The improvs. Whenever the improvs end, everyone's like. <laughs> this is Jack on set for any comedy. No, because I know what my role is as as a writer on set, and you're supposed to just fake it, it, laugh. You, know, you have to look at my phone. It says I'm on set right now. This shit is garbage. I think it's fake. That's the thing. That's the thing. Claire is like making people laugh has value. I agree with that. But now I think it's like part of the social contract of being on a comedy set so much that everyone just like take your <laughs> that everyone just like falls into their specific roles. That's what I actually believe. Everyone knows they're like supposed to bust up laughing as soon as the take is over. So everyone just does it for every single take. And when Fred and Maya are there, as everyone is like, you know, supposed to adore and revere Fred and Maya. You guys, Jack is broken from the Emmys. The Emmys have broken Jack. He's, I hate SNL. I hate the SNL people. For so long, no, I haven't. I hate the SNL people. And now people. he is forever angry. Yeah. <laughs> we... Joe, is that real? The director said. Yeah, I'm sure not, that was for like branded funny. or something like that. I swear to you, no matter what Fred and Maya say on camera, no matter what they say about uh, what what they say on camera, there are people off camera ready to bust their fucking face open, laughing at them to Whatever. crack their jaw Sometimes off their face. You got to make people feel funny so they have their confidence. I think maybe up. you shouldn't make them feel funny when they're not funny. Yeah, but being on set, it's a sensitive thing. Mm -hmm. You got to keep their confidence up or else they'll just be in their head. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to keep their confidence up so they'll be confident enough to make bad, shitty shows and feel like they're making a good show. I think in a perfect world, the writing's good. You know what I mean? So then it's more about the performance. Right. In a perfect world, not every single show is written by like Harvard guys about like what it's like for normal people to live. Jack! In a perfect world. You're angry. Jack is Jack is angry. Jack. Fred and Maya suck. Like, like, like that shit sucks. I think Maya Rudolph is funny. We I think Maya Rudolph is a funny, funny person. Now. Hey, you guys want to watch clips from Maya and Marty? Remember that? Remember no. Maya and Marty? Jack! <laughs> is this whole show just you get it being like angry 
at comedy. And how bad the SNL people are at doing variety shows? Sure, perhaps. Anyway, I'm people, not going to pull up people Maya People say and American Marty. Vandal is funny. You know, people say that about American Vandal. I can maybe give it a shot sometime. I just hate SNL. I, I, I have to watch I this? don't like Funny or Die, like, so much that I don't really want to watch American Vandal. And, like, I don't know. Like, I don't really give a shit, like, about, like, the weirdness of it. Like, whether it's fucked up to parody something that's about a real murder. I do think that maybe it's a little fucked up for Netflix to be producing both shows. Like, to double dip and be like, well, first of all, we'll profit off of, like, you know, all these real murders that happen. We'll make a bunch of shows and, and, and uh, profit off of these murders. Um, but then we'll also do a, a show kind of parodying the format of how we profited off of all these murders. Hey, I, this kid, somebody says they're an intern at Funny or Die. If you bring me up while I'm there, do you think they'll get mad at you? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they would be interesting. They would be interesting. I think it would be fine. Look, people like I still know everybody there. They would know the name. That's for sure. Keep Jack's name out of your damn mouth. I don't know. I don't really want to watch American Vandal because I, you know, there's a couple things like I'm sure it's funny. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. Everyone says it's good or whatever. Maybe I'll watch it. I don't like that. I don't like that uh, uh, American Vandal was done on like new media rates. Uh, uh, I don't like that it was made as a television show, but like they didn't pay anybody that well. And I also don't like to be totally honest with you. And this is like bitterness or whatever. I don't like that. They like selected some like weird web series, college humor, bro guys to make a show when me and my friends are like all around ready to do things. They like, of course, just choose another set of guys that are like on the lacrosse team, like everyone else at funny or die. So I don't know. It's not my thing. I'm not going to watch it. I have a genuine question. When was the last time you felt joy? Me? I mean, look, I have joy all the time. We got married. I have joy from that. Oh, uh, that's uh, good. I just want to remind everyone that you feel joy. Yeah. I do feel joy Does sometimes. Does the jo- dog give you But joy? I do have bitterness. I do have bitterness about American Vandal because, like, I don't think it's, like, the like the turd burglar. I the mean. Tur- like, the return of the turd. Jack like, this is, is openly not, bitter. This is fucking, like, this is what? This is, like, three hours of television we're watching? Like, that it's an extended parody of, uh, uh. Of what the fuck? What what are these murder shows called? Claire Cereal? says breathe. Claire says breathe. I know. Jack. I get it. Jack, you gotta breathe. I know. We should do a musical song break. Uh, maybe in a moment. I want to find something though. So we were talking about the uh, the FOD uh, Twitter, and I I kind of do Farzler actually. says, Jack, you should write something and get it made. Well, look, here's the real problem. Look, I don't know. Look, I I actually do have issues with. Uh, uh, I have tried to write. Uh, I have tried to. Uh, uh, I have tried to write things. Uh, um, I, I, I don't know. We don't have to get into it. But, you know, it's very hard to do. The process of development is is an absolute nightmare. The process of development it has broken, Jack. is a horrendous nightmare. It it's not broken, necessarily Jack. possible, I think, to get it done. So, yeah, I mean, like, I try to write things and get them made. Like, I went and pitched Comedy Central, like, last week or whatever. Like, they do not necessarily make shit unless it's from people who have been on TV for many, many years or if they're the son of a venture capital guy. I think Jack could make good art. Oh, yeah. I just don't know that we're, like, allowed to make good art anymore. I don't know that the system, like, allows us to make shows. That's what I'm doing. That's here we are. Here we are going around the gatekeepers here on Twitch. This is what we're doing here. Maybe I like whoever, whoever, uh, uh, whoever Funny or Die hired. 
uh, <laughs> have some faith. I don't have faith in this particular system. Anyway, Just this was posted breathe. and deleted. This was posted and deleted. Look, I look. I would Just love. I would love breathe. if this show. I'm not, I think will happen. Don't worry. I'll be okay. Don't worry. I'm not that upset. I'm just saying. Just like breathe. these are the th- reasons I don't like this kind of stuff. Anyway, Just this was posted very briefly on breathe. the Funnier Die Twitter, and then they uh, deleted it. Let's chill out for a second, guys. Let's relax. Yeah, we gotta change. We're getting the too damn. heated. We're getting, We're too, getting heated. too heated. Kate, you're getting a little too heated. Let's talk about ah. something that will not make me upset whatsoever. Let's talk about this email I got. Well, you know, oh God. God, let's talk about this email I got. Maybe we for... should do some Kate news. This one's so good, though. But let's do Kate news first. You're right. All right. This is a palate cleanser. Jack's a little heated. No, no, no. I'm calm. Peace and love. Who should do like this one's for Hillary? This one's for Hillary. Why don't you play the this one's for Hillary? I, I don't I don't have it up oh, here. Oh, it's gone. Yeah. Um. Okay. So this is sort of. This is old news, but I meant to do it yesterday. So if we were still doing this yesterday, it would be new news. Yeah. Go to the first link there. It is um, the Lena Dunham sweatshirt scandal, everybody. That's right. Where's Lena Dunham's in hot water again. Oh, my God. Really? She's in hot water. Oh, no. Lena's in hot water again. Oh, my God. Put the article up here. I, you know, we're trying to make me not mad. We're making, we're trying to get Jake. me like less mad here. Jake. We're trying to get. I thought the idea okay. was that we're not going to have me be Jake mad. Jake just posted in the chat. That's the Pod so Save up. America guys have a TV show. Jake, what have you done? He's being a little stinker. He's being, he's, he's using his little stinker status, which I think actually is partially earned. He earth. does have. He, he has a little have, stinker status, and I'm willing LSS. to put up with it. You have LSS because this guy's got an LSS. He's got a little stinker status. All right, even Lena Dunham is distancing herself from the awful. Troll quote sweatshirt line she helped create. Okay, this is so this is so wild. Okay, Uh, it came to the internet's attention that the online retailer Revolve had begun selling sweatshirt uh, bearing size shamey. Let me sum it up. Okay, so Lena Dunham collabs with Revolve, a sort of expensive clothing line. Uh, I think it's like uh, I don't know if it's a clothing line or more of like a store that sells clothing lines department store or whatever okay um but it was like let's put like our troll body shaming comments on sweatshirts good idea and then like say like you know tweet that <laughs> tweet or whatever that is your such that's like your most rich feminist idea like, that you've ever own had it. let's own our body shaming yeah Troll. When they send us mean tweets, we go hi. Um, we put them on a sweatshirt. Okay, so no and one wear them. No one realized that like maybe it'd be bad to have a sweatshirt that has like uh too bony to be boned on it. Sure, being fat is not beautiful. It's an excuse. Uh, <laughs> so so basically. <laughs> so Hold go, on a second. Wait a second. Okay, pull that. This up. is uh, this is actually a Lena Dunham branded uh, sweatshirt. So. So this is the sweatshirt. It says, <laughs> it says being fat is not beautiful. It's an excuse. Uh, and slurp cam. Um, oh so God. it's, I guess underneath it says like in really tiny font, like that was a tweet or whatever. But um, you would never know it. Just yeah. You know, in, in the, I guess right down in the part where it's unintelligible and impossible to read. Right. Uh, uh, that's where it maybe uh, um, says this was a tweet from where this uh, um, absolutely gorgeous very and thin, thin model. Very thin uh, um, model. Um, the, the only thing they apologized for was uh, at first 
Hey, so oh, we were supposed to launch this with Lena Dunham as the model. Oh, but no. the other pictures got released first. So we're sorry about that. Oopsie. And then it was like, no, like they we were like, we were like, honey, like you don't get it. Like you can't make that sweatshirt at all. Like you can't make that sweatshirt at all. Um, and then like it just imploded in Lena Dunham's face like. She had to make another apology. She's constantly having to This is my favorite thing, by the way. I like when celebrities, Lena Dunham does this a lot. They just like post something to Instagram that like is totally unrelated, like some totally shitty image. And oh, then you it's know like, why they do that, right? Why? You got to preserve the grid. Oh, what the hell is the grid? What the hell is the grid? Are you kidding me? What is it? The grid is your Instagram grid. When you open the Instagram, the grid of photos. Yeah, but so what? The aesthetic that represents your life. There's one. That's her first apology. That was her first apology? Yeah. Are you serious? I'm serious. Read it. Oh, my God. Lena's first apology here is, uh, Hi, don't mind me. Just showering, lying down with my Starbucks cup full of LaCroix. She's such a parody. She's such a parody. How can you be this person? How can you be this person? I don't know. In response to the sweatshirt debacle of yesterday, I've had some amazing dialogue with other women about representation. This is what every time, like, Lena just, like, does stuff, and then she's like, I had some amazing conversations. Like, she just gets to, like, if I went out there and was, like, doing the shit that Lena Dunham did, no one would, like, be like, let's set a conversation with you, Jack. Like, they would just be like, Jack's canceled forever. I I have have such conflicted thoughts on this but keep going anyway i yeah you know it's she said she's an easy target but she just keeps fucking up it's like i want to defend her but like this sweatshirt thing is so funny and bad um i follow some incredible lot of who inspire me but i want to hear from all of you because for my upcoming tv appearances here it is uh, it's going to be a bad fall for those who hate me i'll only be repping brands that cater to all women no, it's not. I mean, yes, she's intentionally parodying herself with the being naked thing, but actually, like this, all of this is not parody in any way whatsoever. Like <sighs> her talking about how she's had some amazing dialogue with about representation. By the way, what when was it that like didn't uh, Lena Dunham like have a conversation? Hold on, let me try to figure. Here's that out. here's my frustration with Lena Dunham. She was like the first like naked, like over the top, like privileged millennial girl to like get a tv show and like that could have been me yeah <laughs> it could have been but you she ruined it for me i wouldn't have fucked up as many times as lena would not have fucked up as many but times. also it makes me want to defend lena because i think she's an easy target because <sighs> i think like blah 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 blah. Well, i, I, I she, actually don't she give also a shit keeps fucking up so she's an like, easy target she was fucking in the defend. new york times like for her tea parties when she was like 15 no, years she's, old she's like that's more chance than any of us have she's ever gotten, gotten so many chances <laughs> like her, she's like i don't like this 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 woman like uh, does nothing but fuck up and actually like is a terrible representative for like what she's supposed to be a representative for I, hey remember when uh murray miller her friend was accused of rape I by know, aurora perino and she was like not this time not all men or whatever know, it's really bad it's fuck really her bad. she's that she's so bad she's so bad uh i do love girls Sorry. She's truly bad. I love the show Girls. She's I truly love the bad. Show girls. It's because it's a show about yeah. girls that I love girls. It's truly bad. Um, She's like Jost. She's like Jost. She's like Jost. Are you mad? Did I make you less calm? No, no, no. No, no, no. Can we can we look at the thing I want to show really quickly? Just breathe. I'm fine. Just breathe. The next segment is not about kill shelters as shampoodler uh as shampoodler theorized. It's it's about something a lot better. It's about 
voting. It's about how we have to get out there and vote and do our part to vote. But, you know, my thing is this. Do you guys, uh, uh, do you guys like, get a feeling sometimes, like, people in Hollywood, like, don't take um, politics very seriously? Oh, God. And that, like, yeah, maybe, like, politics bad. are, like, a different sort of, like, like, they mean a different thing to people who have a lot of money, uh, um, you know, and, 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 you know, they just don't take it very seriously. So, so let's have a look here. Let's look at uh, um, exactly what the type, what, what the brand of political involvement is here in Los Angeles. This is an email I received uh, yesterday. Uh, bring this up here. Oops, uh, I'll just bring it up on the main. Okay, so uh, join Michael Avenatti for OMG what WTF's launch event this Thursday, 920. We're hosting Michael Avenatti this Thursday, September 20th at Tramp Stamp Grannies in Hollywood to celebrate the launch of OMG WTF. Here, come hear how the lawsuit's coming along and why Tucker Carlson still sucks. Donations will go to the candidates as well as toward OMG WTF's registration and early voting events on college campuses in October. Huge thanks to Ellen Goldsmith Vine, John Vine, Michael Auerbach, Heather T. Roy, Lierka Bosnack, and Mia Swear and Darren Chris for co-hosting. Invite attached. Tickets here. See you Thursday. Let's have a look at uh, what the tickets look like. Oh boy, I have to pull this in the uh, the browser here. Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, let's have a look at what the tickets look like, everyone. <laughs> Fogelness likes this one. <laughs> All right, let's have a look here. Let's have a look. Here's what the ticket: an evening with attorney Michael Avenatti. Celebrating the launch of OMG WTF, which, by the way, okay, so what OMG WTF is, it's like this guy I know, nobody, like, go to, like, I might, this guy might, like, hire me to fucking write fuck propaganda or something like that. So, you know, I don't want to, like, let this get out or whatever, but this guy who I know is, like, his dad was, like, worked for Obama, he helped them look Obama for, uh, uh, for Funny or Die, he's, like, a little politics comedy guy. OMG WTF is the name of his pack. I'm not saying his name. Anyway, so this is, and I don't dislike him, whatever. Uh, it stands for like Ohio, Michigan, Georgia, Wisconsin, Texas, uh, Florida, I think is what it stands for. Anyway, let's keep moving. And it's an evening with attorney Michael Avenatti celebrating the launch of OMG WTF with musical performances and surprise guests. Hosted by uh, Ellen Goldsmith Vine. John Vane, we saw all this before. Where is it? It's at Tramp Stamp Grannies. But then let's look down at the tickets here. What are the ticket prices called? The $250 ticket at, the, at a limited quantity is the just got kicked off my parents' health plan. The just got kicked off my parents' health plan level at $250. Of course, the OMG we have to win at $500. The holy shit, this is serious at 1000 which includes a VIP meet and greet and photo op with Michael Avenatti, the lawyer. And of course, we can't forget, grab him by the midterms. The grab him by the midterms level of the Michael Avenatti event at Tramp Stamp Granny's. Uh, and for $2,500, includes the VIP meet and greet, the photo op, 
and reserved seating at the grab them by the midterms level. And so just so you guys know, just so everyone is fully aware, just so everyone is completely aware, this is what political involvement, this is what political involvement looks like. This is what political involvement looks like to people who live and work in Hollywood. This is it, folks. This is like, uh, uh, you, you wonder why, like, Everyone is so strange. You wonder why uh, uh, every, like people in uh, uh, Hollywood seem to have like a different take and feeling about politics, maybe a little bit more like flighty or whatever, because what they do is this. Spend a lot of money to attend dinners with people like Michael Avenatti. And that is, of course, uh, uh, considered political involvement. It's just stupid shit. Like, it really is bad. I'm not against fundraising or anything like that, but why do we have to make it so fucking stupid? Why do we have to make it small? Like, this is, like, why... This is why people think politics are, like, too entwined with entertainment, and they're not wrong about that. When all the Democrats have is, like, we're gonna, like, uh... uh we're gonna email fucking Nicki Minaj to say vote for, uh... Cuomo. When it's, you know... The Darren Chris show with Michael Avenatti where you do the grab him by the midterms level to get a picture with Michael Avenatti. This shit sucks. And look, I met with what's his name, the guy that is doing this. And it's like I get his like whole idea is to try to like, you know, focus on gubernatorial races and all this kind of stuff. I don't like disagree with the stuff behind, you know, the ideas behind it. However, I do think I do think that. It's just another one of these things where liberals get to go somewhere and give a whole shitload of money to something. Anyway, that, you know, maybe the money could be better spent. Maybe the money could be better spent than uh, getting a picture with uh, Michael Avenatti. Anyway. Okay. The grab them by the midterms level. Grab them by the midterms level. Okay, sorry, everyone. Sorry I get so upset all the time. I get angry. It's going to be fine. It's all going to be okay. We're all going to be good. Uh, uh, everything's going to be just, just fine. What else do we have here? I'm duty-bound, I suppose. I am duty-bound, I suppose, to tell you what, you know, Michael Avenatti's client said. About, uh, about Trump's dick. So Stormy said that Trump's penis is smaller than average, but not freakishly small. He knows he has an unusual penis. It has a huge mushroom head like a toadstool. And I lay there annoyed that I was getting fucked by a guy with Yeti pubes and a dick like the mushroom character in Mario Kart. I simply, I simply am required to, to tell you this stuff. That's a funny gif. That's a funny little gif. Look, what do you want me to do? I have to do this. I have to do it. I have to say that. I have to say that Stormy Daniels said in her book that uh, that Trump uh, Trump's dick looks like a toad. She wrote a book. She wrote a book. She wrote a book uh, in her book. Uh, what the hell is it called? Like, it's like uh, 
Mm. Full disclosure. In full disclosure, Stormy Daniels describes what the president's dick looks like. And so we are all duty bound to know and we have to say it. Looks like Toad from uh from Mario. Looks like Toad from Mario. You know, Stormy Daniels, I, I like Stormy Daniels, I guess. I like Stormy Daniels enough, although I do feel like it's like all of this is like such the reality show thing. Like, I actually don't think, I mean, look, now that it's like getting wild and like Cohen uh, uh, and Cohen, you know, is like um, t- flipping and everything like that. Like, maybe the fucking Avenatti thing. Are you kidding me? Maybe the Avenatti thing uh, uh, will matter or something like that. Are you kidding me? Nintendo tweeted about it? That can't be true. They did not tweet about it. Matt J. I don't think they did. Anyway, I'm required to do it. Look, uh, uh, Stormy Daniels, I mean, maybe it'll be the thing that like pulls Trump down and then we'll end up with stupid fucking Mr. Worldwide Michael Avenatti. Uh, uh, they did? Uh, maybe they'll like, maybe we'll get president, Mr. Worldwide, Michael Avenatti. But I ultimately do feel like I'm like, this is such reality show stuff. Like the, like, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't dislike Stormy and everyone should get money whenever they can get money. But I'm just really, uh, sick of all the truth telling, you know, uh, uh, all the truth telling and things revealed, uh, about Trump that have to wait, uh, uh, that have to wait until the book. You know, whether it's uh, James Comey or whether it's Reince fucking Pribus or whatever, like all these people, you know, they have important things to say about the president, but it must wait until you are allowed to purchase it in a book. I don't know. When, like, you know, the the city of West Hollywood is, like, giving the key to the city to uh, Stormy Daniels, I'm like, it's a little strange. So Fogelness is asking, you know, he's confused as to why Tom Arnold is doing a show for Vice. Well, it's because there's supposedly these uh, N-word tapes. There are these uh, uh, tapes of uh, uh, of Trump saying the N-word and uh, and, you know, now apparently the R-word. Um, maybe it'll be the thing. Maybe it'll be the thing. They found the tapes. Apparently, that's what Ronan you know, they, he told he told Burnett that Ronan has the tapes and they, they got in a fight over it. Ugh. Hey, you know, speaking about the, the fundraising that's going on over at OMGWTF and uh, the, you know, the grab them by the midterms level. Oh, great. It's Eggy Rice. Eggy Rice time, everybody. Eggy Rice. It's been a while. I thought we would have some eggy rice today. Mm. Jack had a rough night last night. That's he, well, he had well to needed. watch the Emmys. Mm. Time for eggy rice. Very good. Very good. Love the eggy rice. I'm going to say, though, that like, uh, um, you know, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. OK. About fundraising. About fundraising. You know, there's other fundraising going on, too. What? It's not only, you know, the OMG WTF group that's, like, doing really important fundraising. You know, uh, um, uh, our old friend Hillary Clinton actually tweeted out a fundraiser recently. And, and you know, Hillary also uh, um, did a whole uh, uh, Atlantic article about, you know, what, what's going on to democracy and stuff like that. She did an article, you know, at, at the House of David from about, like, you know, what she thinks is happening uh, uh, 
at um you know with the, with our world and with our institutions and everything like that anyway american democracy is in crisis hey isn't this the lady that just uh, um dottered around the country saying uh, america is already great like 2 years ago isn't this the lady that just like uh waddled around america saying everything is all good in america That's weird. Anyway, Hillary Clinton tweeted out a wonderful little, um, you know, I mean, this is like sad. It is a sad thing. It is sad. Uh, and I'll, I'll show it really quickly. Um, Hillary tweeted out a GoFundMe for uh, uh, one of her campaign staffers, Tyrone Gale, beloved member of the HFA team, was known to stay at the office until midnight and run six miles the next morning. Uh, doesn't sound like they have very good... Uh, you know, work hours over there. Worth it. Worth it to be saying that late. All the people at the Hillary thing. Now his friend and fellow HFA alum, Jesse, is running to raise funds for Tyrone as he fights cancer. Uh, pitch in if you can. I think that's great, actually. It's like, you know, it's good that we're trying to raise money for uh, Tyrone uh, Gale. There is a slight little smidgy little smidge of weirdness, I would say, uh, uh, in my opinion, uh, which is just that. Um, hold on a second. Let's have a look here. Is uh oh uh, yeah Hillary Clinton's paid speeches. Let me see. Uh, after resigning as Secretary of State, so you know, like in the last couple of years, she Hillary Clinton made nearly twenty-two million dollars in speaking fees, often paid by groups that have lobbied the government. Um, let's see. Uh-huh. Hillary uh, uh earned from trade groups seven point one million, financial services four point one, uh, technology, internet, healthcare. Other five point nine, twenty two million though overall. How much do they need to re raise for uh, Tyrone? Oh shit, that thing is up backwards. Sorry, there's the speeches. Trade groups, financial services, technology, internet. Hold on, what the hell are we doing here? This is interesting stuff. I don't know what's going on in here. Anyway, I know I did it. Uh, uh the paid speeches. She made twenty two million in paid speeches, and uh, it appears. That uh, Tyrone needed uh, $50,000. Um, and, you know, it, it's just weird because Hillary Clinton apparently has a net worth of $45 million. Which is kind of odd. Anyway, the fifty grand. It's nice of her to share the, uh, the link. I wonder if you can find Hillary Clinton's name here in the donations anywhere. Well, maybe she was the $20 donation or the 50 Let's see. 10 50 Maybe she was the $15 or the $10 one. Uh, I, don't, I, mean, I guess I won't go through all of these, but kind of looks like Hillary Clinton just uh, shared the link and, and didn't give any money. And also that she made $22 million in speaking fees since she left uh, the office of Secretary of State. And also has a net worth of $45 million. Huh. I just don't find Hillary's uh, uh, name here in, in all the uh, the donations here about the for the staffer that she cares so deeply for. Huh. It's odd. Yeah, I, I really can't find it in there. Anyway. Anyway. 
It's uh, you know, I do think everyone should donate to the thing, but you know, it'd be nice actually uh, uh, if the people who have forty-five million dollars uh, uh, could maybe like hand over a little bit of money. The fact that Hillary Clinton is tweeting out a GoFundMe is disgusting. I guess. I guess it's uh, absolutely disgusting. Is kind of how I feel about it. I guess that uh, I feel like it's, uh, you know, disgusting for uh, uh, Hillary Clinton to just tweet out the link to someone to someone's GoFundMe. Anyway, let's move along there. Uh, Do you have anything else? Star is born. Yeah. Update. Ready? Hold on. Yes. There you go. You just put a link in there. Beautiful. Let's get that logo up. And the logo is now up. I'm off the deep end. I want to dive in. I'll never reach the ground. We're far from the shallow now. Wow. Really soothing one today. Wow. That was soothing, wasn't it? Okay, so I just saw this. This is breaking news. This was only posted an hour ago. This one? Yeah. Beyonce, Will Smith, Tom Cruise. The star is born that almost were. Guys, this is too much. I don't even know if I can handle this. Well, Beyonce was almost a star is born. What do you think about that? I, I, I mean, are you like a big Beyonce fan? I mean, I love that Beyonce. I love that Beyonce. <laughs> I love that Beyonce, but I mean, wow. I'm not that into Beyonce. I mean, a different movie for sure, because I just can't picture it without Lady Gaga. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. <sighs> it's going to get me a lot of hate, but I don't think Beyonce should have played Star is Born. I think what? it should have always been Gaga. Oh, my God. Let's see. Let's look through this article. So... Will Smith wants to do a Star is Born, he tells TV Guide. Wow. So Will Smith was, while promoting Men in Black 2, probably wearing, like, really large jeans, really wide jeans. 2002, yeah. Yeah, probably wearing wide really jeans. wide jeans. We were uh, all wearing wide jeans in Says he and Joel Schumacher are working on the reimagining. They thought maybe Alicia Keys or Jennifer Lo- uh, Lopez. I could see this version. What I like I about Jennifer version. is that you could go Latin. The music and environment would be the Latin world, which would be so different from all the other versions. Wow. I think he means, like, speaking Latin. I think speaking Spanish. But, yeah. I think um, that would have not been a bad movie, but this is just not the version we're seeing today. I don't think it was going to be country if it was Will Smith. Okay. Then September 2002, okay, they confirmed that they're planning to make it with Will Smith and Jennifer Lopez. All right, so it almost happened. Yeah. Then in October 2002, Alicia Keys is no longer attached to it. Wow. 
That was the Schumacher Smith version okay, of it. Okay, in 2010, they announced that uh, they're going to make it with Nick Cassavetes with Beyonce and Will Smith. Um, wow. Okay. Uh huh. Okay, so so this isn't really the same version. Russell Crowe. Wait, what? There was gonna. There's a version where it's gonna be Beyonce and Russell Russell Crowe. That is fucked up. Russell Crowe. Russell. What about Crow. all the? What about the? What about Amy Winehouse discourse that's happening? Wait, are people in the chat? What are they saying? Amy Winehouse. What about Amy Winehouse? Amy Winehouse would have been amazing, but can she? Could she act? That's the question. Mm. Could she act? Mm. Amy Winehouse would have been, I mean, perfect. She's got that like, rest in peace. But she had that sort of broken star narrative that I think is perfect for Stars Born. But as we all know, Lady Gaga is the true star, the true star. What else? Anything else? Okay. Uh, Casavetes, uh while on the set of J. Edgar, Eastwood reportedly discusses his Star is Born plans with J. Edgar star Leo DiCaprio. Oh, Leo. Okay. Leo's considering. Okay. That's as recent as 2011. Over the course of 15 years, Beyonce knows it's found success as everything from a single lady what is this to a video? girl who runs the world. It's like she talks about it in this, I now guess. The would thought, oh, that it is the biggest this was back when she gave interviews. She doesn't do press anymore. Star, and um, I met with Clint, and I was so nervous. And I know that it is the biggest opportunity of my life. But for now, beyond wow. After his Oscar win in Dark Knight trilogy is winding down, Christian Bale is eyeing a new trio of projects. Among them, A Star Is Born. Days later, Beyonce is pregnant. Oh. This is really the tale of Beyonce. Wow. This is really like a, a, a story about Beyonce. And then a star actually was born because. Yeah, a Blue new Ivy, star was born. A star. Interesting stuff. Well, yeah, then, then we're talking Tom Cruise because of Rock of Ages, I guess. Uh, would he be the star? Would Tom Cruise be? Eminem and Hugh Jackman. What? Wild. April 2012. Um, Kurt Cobain. Wait, oh, uh. I don't know. Kurt, what? I Kurt Cobain? Know. No. No, he's dead. Uh, well, Fetters worked on the script. Cooper finally gets the call. At long last, Cooper gets the call. And then this was back. We all know Clint Eastwood was slated to direct this movie forever. Then what happened? Beyonce. They were. He, it was going to be Cooper and Beyonce. But then there was no deal in place. And Cooper had a very busy schedule. Okay. Then Beyonce is officially out. She's like, with Beyonce now. otherwise occupied, Reed busy raising the new leader of the free world. I really, actually, I you know, I'm whatever. It's all good. They're fine. <laughs> They're fine. I think the whole thing with Beyonce and Jay Z is a little strange. That like the sole thing about them that's admirable is how like mega wealthy they are. Like that's pretty much like all anyone talks about. Is like they're a boss. They have a billion dollars. Like I don't, I, I don't really like find it that impressive to be honest with you. Like. You know, the same with like, and I know they came from nothing and blah, blah, blah. But it is just weird that the sole thing about them is that they're really, really rich. People need that aspirational. Like even that new one. What was the one? uh, uh, The thing they did, the music video at the Louvre. It was like everyone's like, oh, my God. Like, like, can like I can't believe like anyone could do this. Could anyone else do this? I'm like, I don't know. Like, uh, 
Like anybody Here. with enough money could shut down the Louvre. Anybody like who has enough has the like rental fee could do it. This is Beyonce getting a phone call from Clint Eastwood, who's like, "Please do the movie, Beyonce, please." Hello, hello, baby, you <laughs> called. I can't hear a thing. God, I'm so busy in the club. You say, say, What's what, that? what, what did you say? Oh, you're hanging up on me. I'm sorry, I cannot hear you. I'm kind of busy. I'm kind of busy. Stop calling, stop calling. I don't yeah. want to be star is born. Jeez. I got my head and my heart on the dance floor. Stop calling, stop calling. I don't want to be star is born. <laughs> I'm busy raising blue ivy and the twins. How bad was uh? Eh, 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 my telephone, my telephone. I'm busy with J. Okay. Let's let's go through just while we're thinking about it. Uh, Sasquatch. Got <laughs> no, yeah. Let's go through Jay Z's verse and Monster, which, by the way, Nicki Minaj has about the best verse, like maybe so one of the best good. of all time in there. One of the best of all Such time. A good verse. And Jay Z's is like Sasquatch, Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness, Goblin, Goblin Ghoul, a zombie, a zombie with, with no, no conscience. That shit sucks. Hey. He's just listing monsters. We all know Jay Z's monster verse is just <laughs> shameful. Booberry, Booberry, uh, Chocula. It's just bad. It's bad. It's just so bad. But we all know that. We I can't believe that. it. I can't believe how bad this I'm verse is. I'm not a Jay Z fan. I've never really been a Jay Z fan. Sasquatch, Godzilla, King Beyonce's Kong, good. Lost Ness, Loch Ness, Zombie, Ghoul, a zombie with no conscience. Sasquatch, even, even when Jay-Z Sasquatch, was cool, Godzilla, I King I wasn't Kong, a big fan. Loch Ness. All right. Goblin, cool, zombie with no conscience. Uh, Jay Z. So I guess the main weird um, guy. Just seems like a weird. Like I saw him get interviewed on Kimmel one time, and he's just like a quiet, weird guy. I was like, maybe Jay Z's like just like strange qu- guy, quiet guy, quiet guy. Um, yeah, he was pulling for the universal mummy, <laughs> like <laughs> mummy Frankenstein. Whatever. He can list a lot of monsters. Stop calling, stop calling. I don't want to mm. be star is born. <laughs> uh, rich that's, with that's the with the correct joke. Right, so are we done here? Are we done with Star is Born? Uh, well, that's sort of the big news of the day. I want to ask you guys, you viewers out there, ha- who has bought tickets for a Star is Born? The answer should be all of you. I haven't yet. If you have not bought your tickets, you're not supporting. Art? Art and you're not hmm. voting with your dollar, and it's 2018. You it's have to vote with your dollar. Voting. You have to always vote with your voting. dollar. Yeah, every day you vote. Every always single second vote you vote. Vote with your dollar. And Even that, if you're not spending money, that's voting with your dollar. Claire's the only one voting. Yeah, I'm get out there and vote. Shaming all of you. Yeah, please get out there and vote. This is important okay, stuff. Thank you, Jane eBooks, for buying a ticket. Thank you, Jane. Vote right, with your dollar. Shame on all of you for not voting. Shame, shame. Vote with shame. your dollar really is like. A totally like ugly capitalist trick, like trying to like apply this kind vote. of like it is it is applying vote shaming to like whether or not you see a movie. That's what it is. It's applying vote shaming to like whether or not you see a movie or buy Nikes vote or something. With your dollar. All right, we done with Stars Born. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to close it out with the song or something? Yeah. 
Okay. funny about movie theaters i said this on the phone with rocco before but for so long they were like airplanes they were like airplanes like you just had to be there no matter what and they could treat you like shit like yeah. it was like popcorn 40 dollars like seats like they're getting thinner and thinner and thinner what the fuck are you gonna do you have to come here to see a movie like we're shutting off the air conditioning like now fuck you now they're really nice now they're like we're so sorry they're, we're putting three seats per theater now, and they all recline. And um, also, uh, uh, we do like gourmet food now, and so you can actually have a really foodie experience at the movie theater. I remember. You're not fucking fooling me. I remember Pacific. I remember AMC. I remember what it was like. I remember what you think of us. I know what you think of us, and I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I know what you. F I know how you feel about us. It doesn't happen. You know, this is like, you know, uh, uh, it, it's, the, you know, we're not going back. Like, you know, they're trying to make it from coach into first class. They're trying to make it from coach into first class over at the movie theaters. But what's always going to be better than first class is a private jet. And you know what that is? Being at home, watching the movie at home. Sorry, movie theaters. You heard it here first. Jack, Sorry, movie Jack theaters. Loves private jets. Well, okay. I mean, they'd be better than a plane. Are you kidding me? I don't want to. I don't think it's like Worse useful. For the well, yeah, and I think it's like bad and wasteful to do. But you like, you heard it here first. Jack prefers oh my private fucking jets God. as his number I don't one prefer, mode of I was just comparing. I was just saying the version of private jet to movie theater comparison is watching a movie at home. Oh. Hey, I got a, I got some breaking news here. Oh, great. Okay. Go to Kate. Go to Kate News. It's the I'm being classist. Oh, my God. Jack loves private jets. He calls oh them PJs. God. He says, I wear my PJs on the PJ. Oh, my God. He look, hey, look, I actually don't disagree. Like, there's a lot of people in here, uh, uh, like, you know, getting on me about, PJs like, you got to like PJ. movies. I actually do like movies. Like, I'm like, uh, uh, I do think that, like, going to a movie theater is fun. I'm just trying to make the, op the observation that the theaters hated us for many, many years and treated us like dog shit because we live under capitalism. Uh, uh, and so I, while I do agree, I would prefer if everyone watched movies in a communal setting and it's better for us all to get out there and be around each other and share an experience. Jack doesn't even like the app Jet Smarter because he doesn't want to share his PJ with other people. What the hell? What's the he's PJ? Called, he's called, it's private. he says it's oh, private PJ. Jet for a reason. I don't want to share it wow. with other people who use the Jet Smarter Wow, everyone's app. so disappointed disappointed in me everyone's so disappointed in me the private plane you know what i think you know no i think the movie theaters i think that they should they should offer us i think it should be more than just the wide seats i think they should do free popcorn for a few years and jack for like, everybody and jack's always like for everybody i love the environment but then he takes a private jet everywhere Hello? i don't take any private jet yes there is a rideshare app for private jets and i also think it's Uber called jet does one. smarter it's called jet is that true smarter. jet smarter yeah jonathan chebin always Oh, my fucking God. Oh, man. I love the food, God. Okay. Uh, I, I got some news here. It's important news.
Okay, now Jack is just on the Jet Smarter app. Should we just? Should we just? Let's just do a private one to Vegas, guys. Uh, let's uh, fly private. It's only two forty. That's not true. That's not true. That's Wait, not true. You fly private, but you're just flying on someone else's private jet. I guess that's like one leg. Of that's the six journey. seats it's left. Pretty expensive. It's not that bad. Is actually. that round trip or one leg? That's probably one leg. It's kind of expensive, but. What do you think? I think we should fly. Should private. we drop a G and fly to Vegas this weekend? I want to wear. It my does look like it's like a plane. It's just PJs. a plane. It's like a plane, but with less people. It's like when yeah. you like uh, jet smarter. It's like when you go to like. Uh, but why? Why is this? I don't know. I guess it's better. Jet. Hey, smarter. let's all do jet smarter, everybody. You guys. Actually, I think it's terrible. Jack doesn't even like. Hey, you know what I think would be great? He thinks Jet Smarter is terrible because he doesn't want to share his private no, plane. No, I don't think Jet Smarter is terrible because I don't want to share a private plane, but because I think that planes should be a public utility, like like the buses are and stuff like that, like except, public transportation. Yeah, except it is a absolute requirement that we are able to like fly from state to state, and you know that should be a public service. In fact, they are uh, uh they're run. You know, they are run like they uh, basically they're a monopoly, uh, um, you know, that everyone has to use them uh, and so they can do whatever they want. Jack, not only should planes be a public service, <laughs> but movie theaters should be, too. Movies should also be a public hey, service. Um, when Jack and I get in a fight, he's like, what? I'm leaving. And he goes to his private jet and he has a little <laughs> bed on it and he sleeps there. Yeah, that's what I like it's to sleep on my private Monica jet airport. Yeah, I sleep on my private jet. When we get in a little fight, he goes, I'm leaving. And I'm like, are you going to get a hotel? He goes, no, I'm going to take my PJs to the PJ. Did you guys hear about the day one mentality and Jeff Bezos? Jeff Bezos, like over a year ago, asked people on Twitter. He was like, what can I do to uh, help people? Like, what can I do to like help people with the money or whatever? This is what he came up with. He's going to be doing uh, some sort of like group to help uh, uh, homeless families or whatever. He's going to fund existing nonprofits, uh, uh, and you know he's going to commit two billion dollars. You know what's interesting about this is that he just fought and won in Seattle against attacks that would uh, this is, uh, this is be given to homeless. Someone people. I I saw someone on Twitter call this feudalism. This is feudalism. This is feudalism. Yeah. Why should Jeff Bezos get to decide the way that he wants to uh, uh, help out the world with the like absolutely unfair amount of earnings it's that he's like getting? It's so disgusting. It's truly really repugnant. This is like we live in like libertarian feudal hell at this point where like, you know, uh, uh, industrialists. Uh, um, yeah, it's always day one. It's always day one is what he thinks. That's how he wants to act uh, uh, is that it's always day one. But right. yeah, I mean, look, like he fought against a tax that would have like forced him to give this money. And uh, uh, he uh, um, now, uh, uh, you know, is deciding to do it in whatever structure of the way that he decides to do it. I mean, we don't know necessarily. Will this be an LLC or is this going to be held to like uh, regulators? I mean, this also where the fuck is it? There's the part where he says uh, um, the child is the customer, which is just Unbelievable. Yeah. The Day One Academies Fund will launch and operate a network of high quality, full scholarship, Montessori inspired preschools in underserved communities. We will build an organization to directly operate these preschools. Wow, that sounds good. That's not like alarming or weird at all that uh, Jeff Bezos is going to create little like Amazon schools to indoctrinate people. That's like strange. 
Uh, I'm excited about that because it will give us the opportunity to learn, invent, and improve. We'll use the same set of principles that have driven Amazon. Most important among those will be genuine, intense customer obsession. What the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? This is the genuine intense. This is, by the way, this is him using like Amazon corporate mumbo jumbo speak to say the the teachers will pay attention to the students. When Jeff Bezos wants to say we want to create a a kindergarten where the teachers will pay attention to the students, he says we'll use the same set of principles that have driven Amazon. Most important among those will be genuine, intense customer obsession. The child will be the customer. This makes me so sad. The I'm child will be the customer. I'm so excited about all the money that Jeff Bezos is uh, donating for free, free preschools to teach little children when their minds are at their most moldable that they are Amazon customers. I'm disassociating. That's nice. Um, it remains day one. It's day one. Hey, day one is also uh, uh, when Jeff Bezos thinks you should start like putting in people's minds uh, Amazon speech and Amazon thought. Jeff, you can't sign your name just Jeff. We're creating little we're creating little indoctrination centers for children. This is really fucked uh, up. Run by Jeff Bezos, who who you know. Uh, uh, let me have a look here. Let's 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 look at the uh, what was it the cage that uh, Amazon. Okay, hold on. Uh, uh, so they're so obsessed with their their customers, right? They're so obsessed with the customers that they love so much. But what about the other side of it? I mean, Amazon's whole ethos is about uh, is about the customer, right? But what about the employee? Well, the employee, on the other hand, uh, they just recently trademarked uh, this this device here, which is uh, a cage for employees to stand in uh, in the packing factories. That's a that's a human cage uh, uh, that they want people to stand in to automate uh, uh, the arms and stuff like that. There is no ethical consumption under capitalism. I order from Amazon myself. I do have to order from Amazon. We live in the year 2018, but we do live in hell. And let's not fucking pretend that Amazon is any better than Walmart, which everybody always gets up their fucking ass about. Like, you know, uh, um, movie stars will like drop out of film festivals because Walmart is sponsoring it. And Amazon makes movies. Amazon makes movies. I think that the cage, I think that they said they're not going to use it. Let me find the cage here, the information. Amazon admits plans. They, they now admit that the plan to make employees work in cages was a bad idea, that even though they patented it. The robotic designs uh, granted by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office in 2016 would have seen workers spend their ships in tiny metal enclosures, which could be driven around the warehouse. The cubicles featured a small workstation with no seat, of course, as well as a robotic arm to take goods from the shelves and place them in a trolley. We live in hell. We live in hell. We live in hell. Cyberpunk is right. Cyberpunk is right. Cyberpunk is right. We live in hell. We we live in hell. We yeah. we live in hell. We we live in hell. Man, I want to find this video of like a guy there was a guy who was like a former Amazon employee. I think it was like when uh, uh, he was. Yeah, I think this is it. Maybe actually. we really live in hell. I mean, basically, there was a time when uh, uh, there was a time uh, <laughs> there was a time, you know, when Bernie was going up against Amazon and there was a bunch of like Amazon employees that were like telling uh, uh, 
you know, telling stories about their time working at Amazon. Uh, um, I'm trying to find it here. I wish I could find the video. But basically, there was this Amazon employee who uh, uh, told the story about uh, um, that they're not allowed to speak to each other on the factory floor. They basically come together at the start of the day and, like, get a little, like, pep talk or something, and then they are not allowed to speak during work hours while they are, like, walking around silently in this warehouse. If they see someone they know, you are not allowed to speak to them. Well, Jack, in their defense, that's also our rule here at Jack I Am. Oh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> we're not allowed to speak to each other unless we're on camera. Yeah. You know, they also, uh, uh, they also, you know, they didn't go ahead with the, uh, they didn't go ahead with the, um, the caged employees plan. They didn't go ahead with the caged employees plan, but they do make them wear wrist trackers that track every movement of their wrist to uh, micromanage them and make sure that they're like getting enough of those packages sent out you every could just single jack day. Off. Yeah. Think of all the packages that would be good. I think this is great, actually. An Amazon factory got uh, set on fire. An Amazon warehouse was set ablaze by a disgruntled employee after a row at work has been branded hell on earth by an ex-manager. The oh former God. boss claimed staff were treated in a horrible manner in the lead up to the fire and said, I'm surprised no one tried to blow up the place. Uh, Ali was jailed for four years, blamed the arson attack on feeling disrespected. Um... The whistleblower contacted the Sunday Mirror after our undercover probe cast on light on working conditions at the web shopping giant. Uh, it's probably the worst place I ever set foot in. Uh, if the fire people joked that Amazon got for treating people so badly and making them walk 20 miles a day in horrible conditions. Uh, the ex-manager who wanted to remain anonymous said amb ambulances were frequently called to the Rugly Warehouse. Here is something frequently. Frequently. Oh, yeah. Here it is. I think this is it, actually. Amazon is paying some of its employees to tweet positive stories. Oh, maybe this is not it. Oh, this is true that they do that. I mean, I, I this is not the video I was trying to find, but yes, when, when you tweet about Amazon, it's like some guy. Amazon employees who work for the wealthiest person yes. on earth, a man worth $155 billion, are paid wages so low that they are having a real hard time getting sure. tired. And they're getting tired. There is also They have to uh, uh, piss in jars and stuff like that. They have to like uh, piss in jugs and stuff. I want to understand what a turn of the 20th century sweatshop looked like. All you got to do is go to an Amazon warehouse for a day. 55% of Amazon employees suffered from depression. Hey, it's good we got our stuff on time, huh? All right. I have one more piece of Oh, 8% want to kill themselves. Complete suicide. People, the longer I stayed there, the more the work wore on me, the more I began to notice subtle things about my mental health that started raising red flags to me and said, okay, something needs to change because this ain't working. That's kind of the, the feeling that I got, especially towards. The I, I just think like, it's like we truly just do not like, I don't know. Jack says there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Do you say that, Jack, because of your decision to exclusively use private jets? No, I don't say that because of that. I don't say that. But I do think that like we are at a time when like the good guys are evil. The good guys are the evil ones, like the heroes of the neoliberal world order, like your Jeff Bezos's and your Elon Musk's. They are the truly evil people. And yeah. there's nobody out there that wants to, like, say anything to them. They're, They're evil. Like, you don't have like you don't have Stephen Colbert or any of like, the oh late night God. people Did like speaking truth HRC to power shit? when it comes Did to this. Did you see the HRC thing? 
They're, yes, they're, that's fucking awful. That's so, so awful. Bad. Hold on. I can find that. This uh, is uh, so dark. Human rights campaign is giving uh, Jeff Bezos an equality award. This is so if bad. You, if you want to just see what what the contradictions of neoliberal end capitalism hell world really look like this is, is that human rights campaign is honoring Jeff Bezos human rights campaign who by the way uses their text list for donations to promote when Will and Grace is coming back on the air <laughs> yeah when Will and Grace was coming back they sent out a text being like watch Will and Grace tonight on NBC anyway uh uh at the Human Rights Campaign, uh, they awarded Jeff Bezos with the 2017 Equality Award. I think maybe this year too. Maybe the uh, maybe the this uh, is so fucked. Equality Award this is for so this year fucked. as well. This for is this so year fucked. as well. For this year as well, Jeff Bezos, fucked up guy, really fucked up guy. Uh, we all do it. We all are shopping from Amazon. We do live in like modern neoliberal hell. But anybody, anybody who wants to say a single bad word about Walmart. I don't like Walmart either, but at least Walmart lets the employees fucking speak to each other. At least at Walmart, theoretically, uh, um, you don't have to piss in uh, trays around the warehouse. We anyway, live in hell. so this is what it looks like when, Am when Amazon says like our focus is on the customer and we're going to treat kids like the customer. You have to look at the other side of that equation as well. You have to look at the other side of that equation as well. You have to think like, is Amazon going to be paying teachers like a dollar an hour? Are the teachers going to be allowed to take piss breaks at these at these kindergartens? Are the teachers going to be allowed to take a piss break? We live in hell. Okay, I had one more piece of Kate news, but it looks like we're out of time. What is it? We can we have a minute or two? Well, I'm I, sorry. This was a depressing show. I, I did know. get mad this I, show. I, I think uh, I'm a little depressed. Hey. It's hell. We do live in hell. I'm simply here to bear witness Jack, and show everybody the hell that we I live in. I made up a cheer. Kate, you keep, keep trying to make funny jokes, and it's, like, good that you're trying to do it, but I'm, like, I keep pushing it back. I'm, like, no, this will be negative. Yeah, I know. Come on, Jack. Okay, fine. Lighten up. Because I made up a cheer. I used to be a cheerleader, okay, in middle school and high okay. school. And I made up a cheer for Jack A.M. It goes like this. Do it with me. Jump in whenever. Okay. We, we live in hell. We, we, we live in hell. We, we live in hell. We, we live in hell. One more time. We, we live in hell. Yeah, we, we live in hell. Yeah, we, we live in hell. Okay, one last piece of Kate news. What's that? Chrissy Tigan. Tigan. You may have noticed we've been calling her Chrissy Tigan. That's what she said her name is. It's because yesterday she tweeted... Uh, word it gave up a long time ago. Last name is Tigan, not Tegan. Can't believe it. All right, can't guys. believe it. Uh, they even announced her wrong at the Emmys after after this announcement. Yes. All right, everybody. I'm sorry it's such a dire and dark day today, but it it you know sometimes I have to uh, sometimes I watch the Emmys. Sometimes I see uh, uh, what happens when Lauren Michaels and all his little helpers put together a variety show, and that sets me off for an entire day. But yeah. tomorrow we're gonna be back with some other stuff. And uh, and look, I still had fun today. Did you have fun, Kate? No. Okay, well, I hope everybody at home uh, at least found it interesting or something, whether or not it was fun. Uh, uh, anyway, we'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, with an all-new, brand-new Jack A.M. K.A.M. Jack A.M. K.A.M. We will see you all tomorrow. Goodbye, everybody. We live in hell. We we live in hell. Oh yeah, we we live in hell. Yeah, we we live in hell. One more time. We we live in hell. We we live in.